0: Previously on, those were the days.
1: Diane, I'm on my way
0: to a sleepy little town called Twin Peaks. Diane, 1130 on February 24th.
2: Diane, uh, when I get back...
0: I'm contractually uh, okay.
3: obligated as a Michigan resident to mention that. It I'm could curious be his cat. Ramped in the...
1: plastic.
0: I'm sure that's not right. When... I made a note. Give Ray Wise all the awards. <laughs>
1: Sounds like a typo.
2: Jesus, sobbing. And then you go to commercials.
1: That, that bar was set rather high. <laughs> something, something, red room, something, something, firewalk with me. Those were the days as filmed before a live internet audience. <laughs>
0: And welcome, citizens of the world, to Those Were the Days, the podcast where we take a look at TV from yesterday and see what we think about it today. Now, I'm your host this time around, Audie, and it's a new month, which means it's time for a new topic. And what's our topic? Well, we finished up our second round of pilots, so now we're tackling a whole new theme. And our new theme for this time around is non-US TV shows. But... Before we get into it, it's only right that I introduce the rest of my gracious hosts. First, we have Amy.
2: Get your Tim Hortons and your maple syrup, kids. This is going to be a good one.
0: Second, we have Travis.
3: Central Casting. Hey, Mr. Haggis. You're working on a new episode of Due South, eh? (laughs) I'm sorry, I couldn't help it. Anyway, uh, how can I help you? Oh, okay, you're going to have some bank robbers and they're going to be dressed like Santa Claus. It's a pretty good gag. I like that. They need to be tough Irish Chicago boys uh, to play these well-known criminals named the Donnellys. Sorry, I don't have a whole lot available right now. Best I can do is someone who is definitely from Manitoba, Canada. I mean, that's close to Chicago, right? I'm sure no one's even going to notice. You know what? I'll make it up to you. I got this kid, real young kid, great look, great charisma. He's going to be huge one day. His name's Ryan. I'll send him over. We'll do a read-through with him. All right? Yeah. Great. You have a great day, sir.
1: And finally, we have Steven. Nothing quite like a Canadian show sending their Royal Mounted Police to a foreign land to fight crime. Oh, what foreign land you ask? Guatemala, Japan, the u k. Nope. We're sending them thirty miles due south to the incredibly foreign and not at all similar land of the United States. Not creative enough, you say? Well, sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. So, uh we're talking I, about, I apologize to everyone for that. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I, I I tried to think of creative ways. I was like, there's no, I'm just going to butter anything like that. So, I'm not even going to try it. Um <laughs> So, yes, we're talking about not US TV and I decided to kick us off with a favorite show of mine called Do South. Um Now, this one's a bit of a stretch of non US TV because it did air in the US and it was financed uh, by CBS partly in in the beginning. Um, But pretty much everything else about this show is Canadian. Yeah, Um, that's
2: fine. It's not like, it's like, you know, like we said, like the one sort of caveat was it couldn't be like you know a, a fully u.s show that just like shot in toronto because it's cheaper like that was the only mm-hmm. like yeah that was the only caveat like this is fine this totally counts
0: right so and as our intros alluded to due south was a crime drama they called it a crime um comedy drama about a royal canadian mounted police constable benton fraser who comes to chicago to find who killed his father and then stays as a liaison with the Canadian consulate. And he's partnered up with a Chicago detective Ray Vicchio, a tough streetwise cop, and they solve cases around the city and sometimes back in Canada. Um now it was described as a crime comedy drama, um, but as we'll talk about with this episode, a lot of the comedy was kind of situational and not like haha jokes were telling as much as ha ha, what's going on. Kind
3: of. uh, but <laughs> The thing is, the comedy that did happen, I loved it. It was pretty good. I, I laughed yeah. out mm-hmm. loud multiple times during this episode. Genuinely laughed yeah. out loud.
0: Um, uh, a lot of it comes from the differences between the U.S. and Canada, especially in the personalities of Fraser and Vecchio. Um, Fraser, the stoic and well-mannered to a fault Canadian Mountie, and Vecchio, the typically gruff American cop. And then you throw in Fraser's white wolf Diefenbaker and his dead father showing up from time to time as a ghost. And things are going to bring a laugh here and there. You know. Um, sorry, what like was that?
2: It's just, yeah. it. Mm-hmm. it just, you go, all right, sure, I guess. That's fine. Right. <laughs> you don't have any unresolved issues. None cool. at all. <laughs> Men will literally talk to their dead father in the back of their stakeout car and then go to therapy. Mm-hmm. Which is a better intro than what I actually did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. It's okay. Steven can edit it back up there. we <laughs> no, just do that. Just, yeah, just, um, mm-hmm. just move it around. Like we do, easy. With Definitely. All the editing that always goes on. Yeah, yeah. I'm not doing that. No. So, <laughs> Do South was created by Paul Haggis, a Canadian writer, producer, and director, uh, known for writing Billion Dollar Baby and Crash, both Oscar winning best pictures he co-wrote flags of our fathers casino royale and quantum of solace was a co-creator of walker texas ranger Mm -hmm. uh the original and created the black donnellys hmm Mm.
1: oh see that's exactly what i thought when the guy said jimmy donnelly i'm like well that is original at the time but i know of a different donnellys so -hmm. thank you for that connection Makes a lot of sense.
0: Right. Um, so actually, Do South started off as just a TV movie. Um, the pilot, which I did not make us watch, was an hour and a half. And it's considered the pilot, but was a TV movie that uh, came out in April of 94. Uh, again, both for Canadian Network CTV and American Network CBS. Um. um And it was the first Canadian-made series to have a prime time slot on a major U.S. network. Um, Because after the TV movie did so well, they were like, hey, let's do this. Um, But CBS canceled it in the U.S. after its first season. Um, But lucky for us, it was extremely popular in Canada uh, and the U.K. Um, So much so that the production company was able to raise money to make a second... 13-run uh, season. Uh, and as it had made that season, all the shows CBS was actually doing weren't doing so well. So they actually ended up picking it up for that second season, ordered five more episodes. And so I the like, whole second season is 18 episodes because of that.
2: I like it being very popular in the UK. Like, they're like, what's going on in the colonies? Let's, no, <laughs> let's take a little peek. What are we doing let's over go there? See.
0: It was yeah. compared. It was compared to Northern Exposure in the UK. Like, I mean, they held it up that high. It was one of the only non-British uh, TV series also in a prime time slot. So, yeah. I also just like the idea
3: of the CBS exec having to go back to them, tail between his legs, like, all right. Uh, so, uh-huh.
0: <laughs> do, you want, do you want to come back? <laughs> right. Um, but then again, after the second season, CBS still decided not to pick it up again um they learned their lessons so. right <laughs> yeah um but after a year uh ctv again raised the money including help from the bbc and other international places to produce uh two more 13 episode series or seasons um and they were eventually packaged together as a 26 episode third season for syndication in the us when it came to us um but luckily, because of all that, they were actually able to do a proper ending and got to, you know, finish out the show they went, the way they wanted to. Um, so that was good for them. Uh, the cast of the show is um, probably a lot of people nobody knew before this. I certainly didn't know anybody. Um, but Paul Gross plays our Constable Benton Fraser. Um He is actually a well-known Canadian actor, playwright, director, musician. Um, He's had a couple songs in the show and stuff And is very well known for this show Specifically uh, In Canada Um, David Marciano played Detective Ray Vecchio Now he was only in there For season 1 and 2 After CBS let let it go The second time around And they had that year before making season 3 Everybody had scattered And started working on other projects And so he wasn't able to come back The interesting thing is they brought in another uh, actor, Colm Keith Rennie, to play Ray Vecchio. And here's here's one of the most genius things they do with it. Basically, the Ray Vecchio we know from the first two seasons had to go in deep cover with the Bob, And so this guy is taking his place as to not throw them off. Somehow. <laughs> Perfect. And so, wow. So the like, that is, yeah. Yeah. But they have fun with it and it, it ends up working out well. Like it, it's one of those things where you're like, okay, new cast member, this could tank the show. And it absolutely does not. He comes in and just rides with it. And he has really good, uh, chemistry with Paul gross and it works.
3: But my question is, did the new Ray, have shoulder pads like the ray we got in this episode because <laughs> my word those were like it was like a pair of football shoulder pads under uh-huh. his job.
0: those
3: were impressive
1: oh yeah
0: no Callum Rennie's and built once a got little wet bit
1: and they were just like you know pauldrons
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> no Callum Rennie's built a little bit better than uh David Marciano so <laughs> he did not need shoulder pads nearly as much uh, the other main actor is Gordon Pinsent, a, a well-known Canadian actor who was, in this episode, our Sergeant Bob Fraser, um, Benton Fraser's dead father. Um, the rest of the cast is entirely Canadian. Um, there's several people I've looked up and was like, oh yeah, they were on Highlander. Oh yeah, they were on Highlander. Oh yeah, <laughs> they were on Highlander. Um... They had a few notable guest stars. One of them was Leslie Nielsen, who played a Canadian Mountie, Sergeant Buck Frubisher. He showed up in a couple episodes. His dad was an actual Royal Canadian Mounted Policeman. Mm-hmm. Um, so much so that like, at when he came on set, he uh, actually had to tell Paul Gross that his boots were laced incorrectly and taught him the way to actually lace them like a Mountie should. I love um, that's like awesome that. yeah and yeah that's cool man you know we'll we'll talk about it at the end of the episode how everybody reacts but go watch the episodes with leslie nielsen because it's so the comedy that you get from him because he plays it straight and you expect him not to it just feels so much like uh what was his uh the cop Pol- series police squad police squad yeah it feels like he's right out of police squad but he holds his line it's just like you expect that little you know look at the camera just the way to react somehow and he never does it and it's hilarious um Carrie on Ann, Ann moss made a guest appearance at one point but this was before she got really big um and then in this episode we got a very young ryan philippe
1: yeah we did
0: so i didn't
1: i was like i didn't know that till like the the credits roll because they did like cold open and credits mm-hmm. or whatever. I was like, oh, that's why that kid looks kind of familiar.
0: Yeah. So
3: is it Philippe? Is it Philippe? I never have heard it pronounced
1: the same way by two people.
0: I don't know. I always say it's Philippe. Philippe.
1: Philippe. <laughs> but you're both wrong. <laughs> I think it's Philippe. I think it's Ryan Philippe. I've heard uh, okay. you know, the Entertainment Tonight people no, were no I, <laughs> I just am always curious. Mm-hmm. I, he's not in a whole lot these days, so we don't have to think about it very often. Yeah. <laughs> he was in that Hacker movie in like 98. Uh, he
0: was doing the the shooter TV series. He was really good in that.
1: Oh, okay. So, I don't watch TV. This is my problem. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't know anything modern. So, Welcome to those were the days where yeah. I don't know anything that's happening right <laughs> if, now. If
0: you're wondering what uh, spawned this podcast, it's he <laughs> it doesn't watch anything new, so we had to talk about old stuff. so let's talk about old stuff we've got season one episode 10 of due south gift of the wheelman um and i know we're just you know a month out from december but it happens to be a quote-unquote christmas episode um so we'll just go with it Mm -hmm. uh and so we start out with uh ray and benton pulling up in his car uh apparently going somewhere um he leaves uh, the dog, Wolf, baker in the car, tells him not to sniff the packages because he's not going to find out what he's getting this year. I promise. Um, <laughs> and then we get Ryan... What did we say? Felipe? Philippi. Philippi. We get Ryan Philippe. Yeah, we like don't...
1: Philippines without the es yep. I he's... think we just
0: pronounce it different every time. Every I mean, time. Oh, I by okay. Fair. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So we get him shopping... For something, um, that apparently is a little bit more expensive. He's counting his dollars. And then while that's happening, Carr pulls up with a bunch of Santas. They get out and they're, oh, hey, they're putting the little, uh, thing to collect money there. While the other two apparently are walking into, oh, hey, they've got guns. They're going into the bank to rob it.
3: uh
0: mm-hmm. Um... So we've got all this going on. We've got Ray and Benton close by. And then Santa from outside goes inside and then pulls a fire alarm for some reason, which seems to surprise his compadres.
1: It surprised me. I had to rewind and double check and make sure I knew what happened. Mm-hmm. I was like, Wait, why did Santa pull the alarm? This is a terrible heist. There's I was so also many- reminded of Point Break. or Point, point Break. Because of all the presidents, I was like, "Oh, this is point break." Before yeah, Santa Claus. <laughs> very much That's what so. We got going on here. Clever. Uh huh.
0: <laughs> so, uh the one Santa hits the fire alarm, goes to toss his gun to the one guy behind the counter. The guy behind the counter throws him the sack of money. They're all like, "All right, go, go, just go." Um, And so we see the one Santa with the bag running away from everybody. The other Santa's going back to the car, one of them trying to shoot at Benton and Fraser who are running after hearing the fire alarm. And uh ooh, gun doesn't work. Oh well, get in the car, let's drive away. Our other Santa running away apparently runs right into our dear friend Ryan Philippe. Um Philippe, Philip E. Philip, Philip Philippi You you'll notice um, that in my
3: intro I just went with Ryan. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, so we're I'm getting to his name on that line. Landmark. We're we're getting to his name yeah. soon, folks. I promise. But right now, we don't know it. Um, yeah, I would
1: be scared to get Ryan Phillippe's name wrong, but instead, I'll just misconstrue all Canadian culture throughout this entire episode. <laughs> sure,
0: <laughs> that why should not? Be fine. Um, <laughs> Santa runs into him, and they both fall. They both look at each other, and we get a sense of something. And then Santa runs off. Um, and then they come in. See what's going on. Uh, Nobody catches anybody. The bad guys got away. And that's her intro. And then we get the music intro music. Which, like a lot of 90s shows, let's do the intro with just the music. You can hear the lyrics afterwards on the back of the show.
2: I will say that throughout this entire show, the music was outstanding. Mm
0: -hmm. It It was real good. They did a good job. So... Then we come back, and apparently we need to question every Santa in the city.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: on Christmas Eve. On Christmas on Eve. On Christmas Eve. And uh, uh, apparently, it's got the mayor riled up. Uh, so our captain <laughs> is asking everybody what's going on. Um. And I love when uh. You know what typically happens? He asks fraser about his north pole theory to which uh fraser then decides to educate him on the actual ownership of the north pole currently he
2: went like other fraser mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yeah.
0: right
3: i didn't think about that but you're right he did go other yeah. fraser that is funny <laughs>
1: it's
2: a common misconception
0: mm-hmm.
1: this is the part by the way that i learned we were in america up to this point yeah. i really wasn't sure where this was taking place and then there were shotguns. and I was like, do they have shotguns in Canada? Look, you're going to be offended because I don't know anything. Just excuse my ignorance. <laughs> right? Like, that's okay. I'm dumb. I'm from the southeast of America. Mm-hmm. I can't, I don't understand anything outside of this. Area. So I was like, oh, shotguns. Wait, where are we? And then we came here. I'm like, oh, we're in America. We're in, this is a fish out of water story. Mm-hmm. Then I was like, okay. And then slowly I understood that it was a comedy. Thanks to the Santa Claus. if Clauses. they really uh-huh. wanted
2: it to be the fish out of water story, they would have sent him to, like, Atlanta or, <laughs> <The> <laughs> like Charlotte. Right, and, like, where it's hot. <laughs> yeah. Somewhere
3: yeah. In Chicago. Chicago Somewhere out west, extreme. right? Like, Chicago yeah. is, I mean,
1: it's basically. You draw the line
2: straighter and it's Canada.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's we'll send the Mounties to Miami. Mounty yeah. in Miami, the new show, CBS, fall, Just rise a 8 p.m.
3: It's Which nice. I mean, for all we know, may have been Just the original itself. idea, but it's tough to double like it's tough to double Toronto for Miami, right, yeah, yeah yeah, sure. Sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a good point,
0: yeah, <laughs> even though it has all the Canadian stuff all over the place anyway, so um, I think they shot like a couple exterior things in Chicago, and that was it. Everything was filmed in Canada entirely, Oh, um, uh, yeah. Yeah, so like we watching, get back to
3: it's like watching Rumble in the Bronx that's set in New York, and then there's a shot, and you're like, "No, those are mountains behind
0: there that's Vancouver that's not- <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. uh-huh. <laughs> so we get back to uh the police station and our young Ryan, whose name in this episode is Dell, um and he can't ID the guy he saw the santa he saw um and everybody's kind of like, okay, well, you're not helping us. Um, we do the whole good cop bad cop with Vecchio, Streetwise Chicago cop being bad cop.
2: He could never be good cop. Cause, like, it, if he tried mm-hmm. to be good cop, it'd be good cop and gooder cop. Right. <laughs> be yeah. like, uh-huh. you can't.
1: <laughs> By the way, this we can't pass over some of my favorite lines from the whole show during the oh, chaos of for the it. Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah! Because there's one point where one Santa says, "I can do two kids or two bucks for per bucks kid. A kid. I can, I do, can 40 do forty kids, kids in an hour." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the guy goes, "I, I can do 50 He says, "No one can do fifty and live." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, "That's the best." And then another another Santa calls him a lion rat bastard, <laughs> <laughs> or, and I couldn't
3: breathe. Or when the oh. the like legit old man Santa with the actual beard comes in and says, "What did you do with my reindeer?" <laughs>
0: Uh huh. So
1: Which was, it
3: was amazing. So good. Mm-hmm.
1: So good. And I was like, oh, this is a comedy. Okay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Because after that, they at some point, we bring in the elves and everything gets a little <laughs> iffy. Oh, and then, then they take it one step further,
0: and I, that's when <laughs> no, I die.
2: Uh, it's okay. That and early the 90s Elvis's.
1: sketchy. So, uh huh.
3: So the elfes. <laughs> <Elvises.
2: laughs> the elfes killed me. <laughs>
3: that. Just slayed me because you just yeah it's it's such a well written joke. They open up the door mm-hmm. and it's a bunch of Elvises walking by, and then just one cop comes by. What I
1: said, said L. The <laughs> mm-hmm. closes the door it just moves on. Like it what? Wonderful.
2: <laughs> that's a lot to put into one joke,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like a one off joke. That really, is. that's Muppet sense of humor that right is there. Muppet sense yes. the
2: humor.
1: Yep, yep. <laughs> that's definitely right out of Muppet. So. That and
3: paying um, off the reindeer joke also. Mm-hmm. Was, yeah, 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 Was very, very good.
0: <laughs> so, Dell can ID the Santa, and we think there's reasons. Um, then we get a print off the Bagman, apparently, for something he touched and they got a print off of. Um, and he is connected with the Donnelly crime family of people. Um So now they know to look for those people. Uh, Del gets to his house, uh, apartment, and finds it has been tossed all over. Um, He goes outside and runs into Jimmy Donnelly, who's looking for Del's dad. Um,
3: The most Canadian-sounding chicago mobster guy you will ever run into <laughs> yeah. Which i
2: mean i feel like if you're gonna like the irish mafia like that's that's boston not mm-hmm. chicago's the italian like what what are we mm-hmm. doing what's happening yeah
1: well and you know they're irish because of the tin whistle faintly playing in the background <laughs> just right. to make sure we solidify <laughs> it mm-hmm. yeah. real well yeah
0: <laughs> well, I, i'm guessing the guys were cast like all right can you do an italian accent no, I but know. I can do Irish. Is that close? Like, right. couldn't even, yeah. couldn't even yeah. do that. He just sounded you know. like he was from yeah. Manitoba. You also couldn't like right, <laughs> Chicago. And
3: Chicago has a very distinct. It's like sure you does. know when somebody's from Boston. If somebody is yeah. from Chicago, you know it mm-hmm. because they sound yeah. like they are mm-hmm. from Chicago. And right.
0: this guy sounded like he was from Manitoba. Yeah. Right, <laughs> because he was. Yeah. <laughs> one of the funny things about the cast is David Marciano was the only American there. And it was like the whole th- point of the series is this Canadian coming to America. And, and he was the one American era. who went to Canada. <laughs> um, That's pretty good. Um, I like it. And to go ahead and set your fears aside, he got along well with Paul Gross. They got along well. They didn't click at first, but they recognized that and used that. And like, okay, well we're not clicking. Let's just use that. And so, the first season or so, as they're getting closer and you know getting better together, it's because they let they let that inform their acting, and it was pretty smart, pretty that impressive. Is. Um, so Fraser decides to return. Dell had left the gift he bought for his father back at the police station. Uh, Fraser and uh, decides to return it. Um. As uh Dell is throwing stuff out apparently, and some of the stuff he's throwing out is apparently writings from his father. Apparently his his father was a writer at some point, writing stuff. Um And so Fraser decides to take some of it to see if he can glean anything for the case.
2: I kinda wanted it to like it would have been dumb, but I did want it to go that way. Like aha See, it's all right here mm-hmm. in the Santa Claus heist book manuscript. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness, mm-hmm. we to wrap this right up.
0: Yep. Um, then we cut to the part where the cops are now talking to elves, uh-huh. and there's just a bunch of little people. It's fine running around.
2: It was a different time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, they had to get work somehow. If this was. Going to be a job that they were going to take. It was going to be their job, dang it.
1: It's probably not the worst thing we've seen no. in our 76 episodes no. now. No, <laughs> for <Yeah>. sure.
0: <laughs> and then we find out more about Dell's father, Bill Porter. Uh, apparently he was a bank robber several years ago as a wheelman. Um, did his time in prison, was released, and did everything he could to take care of his son. So now we're very sympathetic to him. Um, and I loved when they're going to basically, uh, keep eyes on Dell. It's, uh, you know, Ray and Fraser in the car, he's talking about a wiretap and the judge yelled at him in Norwegian and I couldn't help but laugh considering last week's episode. It's true. <laughs> I was like, okay, Norwegian the, connection. The the <laughs> writing
3: in this episode was really solid. Because, like, the way mm-hmm. the way that phone conversation going, he yelled at me in Norwegian. No, sir, I didn't know
0: he could speak Norwegian either. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And then, inspired by reading uh, Bill Porter's things, Fraser starts going back to reading his own father's journals that apparently he took meticulous notes on all the time. Uh, starts, uh, you know, talking about his regrets of spending more time Not spending more time with his father. Uh, I loved Ray's uh, little thing about what he learned from his father. One, when to duck. And two, never hit a kid because it doesn't teach him anything. I was like, oh,
1: wow. Got dark there for a second. I was
0: like, okay.
2: All right.
1: (laughs) Uh,
0: (laughs) He shares that and then he goes to the gas station for some reason.
1: Oh, there was one thing he said during this exchange. I can't remember the 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 moment, but he made this he he wanted to insinuate someone got drunk, and he says they consumed a great deal of Christmas cheer. Yeah, I because yes. he left like paper I am signed. Yeah, yeah that's that right. He... I'm like I am using that. Oh, he mm-hmm. consumed a great deal of Christmas cheer. <laughs> so good,
0: so, so good. So he and Diefenbaker Baker go to the. Uh, Gas station. I love that the dog followed him out. Like at this point in the show, we're 10 episodes in, the dog is okay with, with Ray enough to just go to the gas station with him. It's like, okay, sure. Yeah. Um, Fraser starts reading some of his father's journal stuff right there, and we hear his father reading it in voiceover, and then all of a sudden he's actually there. Um,
3: <laughs> and I wasn't prepared for that. Like I wasn't didn't yeah, no, that no. to be the way this show went
0: at all. Uh-huh. Uh huh,
3: and then I read that it was the first time it happened. Was this episode? Yeah. So that was a new thing in this episode. So I felt a little mm-hmm. bit better that I was so blindsided by
1: it.
0: But it's one of the reasons I wanted to do this episode because I remember the whole father thing, and it goes on throughout the series. But um, I know it kind of happened. I think it kind of happened in the TV movie a little bit with voiceover. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is where they actually bring him in because. Um, uh, there was a, a making of documentary about it. And they were talking about how they had cast him as the father. um. As, you know, Fraser senior. Why, why can we not, we got to figure out some way to use him. It's like, what if we do it as a ghost? It's like that would never work. It's like, why don't we just try it? And they tried it. And it's like, this works good enough. Let's do it. So it they did. Worked, it so,
3: worked great. And I, like, I loved that first exchange with Benton and him, mm-hmm. and he's, He's in the middle of a sentence. Is there a history of uh, mental illness in our family?
0: Yeah. Our family. yeah. <laughs> well, I, Just the very first thing. How are you? I'm dead, son. Other than that, you mean it's like, no, that's pretty much it.
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then... But well, yeah. there was your Uncle Tiberius who died wrapped in cabbage leaves, but we just assumed that was a freak accident. I was like, oh, uh-huh. okay. I wrote, yeah.
1: <laughs> I wrote that down, but I went all meta with it. Because I'm like, wait, only thing that, that his dad can know is what he knows. Yeah. So did he make yeah. this up, mm-hmm. or is this a subconscious thing? Or is he just right, that shooting later, off of the hip? Right, because that right? happens later when
2: he figures out what's going on.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah. no,
2: don't you get it? And the dad's like, no, I don't. And I'm like, but, but... <laughs>
0: yeah, and we'll get there.
2: Honestly, I'm more comforted that it's just actually a ghost.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it makes me feel better. Yeah.
0: So <laughs> we cut to apparently the other three uh, robbers, who were the two Donnelly brothers and their other friend, uh, are also watching Dell uh, to see if his dad shows up. Um, apparently, uh, Bill Porter had a second car stowed away for the robbery. Um, And they're asking why this guy just threw him the bag and questioning him. It's like, what What was I supposed to do? It's like, well, that was your one and only mistake. And
2: You're the bag man. You yeah, hold the bag.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Ray comes back to the car. Um, And this is when we get confirmation that only Fraser can see his dad. Because yep. Ray definitely doesn't. Um, but he mm-hmm. notices the light on in the apartment um to which his dad is like see very observant right there from the get go good cop <laughs> i also uh, think and he it comes w- back
3: anything happen? in one sentence mhm like
1: <laughs>
2: and then when they go to check it out right they're like stay with me no the dog yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> not you
0: so they go to check it out the Donnelly's go to check it out and then we got people shooting at each other um and this is something that's not explained in this episode, but in another episode. So there Ray is the only one shooting at the Donnelly's because Fraser does not have a servicing firearm. Because he is Royal Canadian Mounted Police, he is legally not allowed to have a firearm normally. Uh oh, yeah. mm-hmm. so that's why he's telling his dad it's Ill, it's not it's not legal for me to carry a weapon. It's the law. And then and his then father hands him it? his. And it's great. He's yeah, like, I here, can't. use this. I can't. It's imaginary.
1: I appreciate the offer, but uh-huh. it's imaginary. The whole laugh <laughed> so hard. <laughs> the mm-hmm. whole
3: shootout and that entire three-way conversation was so yeah. good. Yes.
0: <laughs> hmm
1: Not remotely realistic, but wonderfully written. Yeah. So
0: good. So, um... So what does Fraser do? He just takes a rock and throws it at one of the guys and hits him in the head. Um, So that ends the firefight. Um, (laughs) So they, uh, again, get Dell, take him back to the police station to question him what's going on. This is where we get the lovely Elves montage with Elvises, which, yeah, just perfect. We talked. No other notes. Uh, I said no, no, no. L's, you <laughs> morons. Um, they're still not getting anything from Dell, so they let him go. Um, and Fraser is not happy about that, and they're like, "Yeah, we. G- hopefully, his father will get him." So they're basically using the kid as bait to try and get his father. Um. And as they're leaving the police station, Fraser Sr. is there again, trying to teach his son about interrogation tactics. His son's like, I know, I know that. Yes, I know that. And so right away, we get uh, apparently Bill Porter picking up his son right in front of the police station there and taking off. And so now we've had a shootout. Now we get our car chase. And holy heck, was this a good car chase? It was. Good lord! Yeah,
1: it was it was intense. It was just the wrong music for the car chase. It was to so me. good. No, like, it was no. Like no, it was like poppy. No, that was really like, great. I'm sorry, Sarah right. McLaughlin. Come on now. I'll I'll be the odd man out on this with it. I was I was into visuals. It was just the music didn't fit very well to me. Listen. It had lyrics.
3: I just <laughs> watched Cobra for the first time this week. And you want to talk about music that doesn't fit a scene. The end credits music of Cobra makes no sense whatsoever and was killing me. So this was... this just I'm just used to it now. Uh-huh. Okay.
0: So, but we quickly uh Learn why bill porter has been a wheel man because he knows how to drive that freaking car and put yeah, it wherever it he wants um and then he finally gets gets away from the cops uh gets under a bridge and is trying to talk to his son trying to tell him where the money is he's trying to fix things um and uh you know dell's just like whatever you're you you screwed up again you went back to what you said you weren't going to do this is ridiculous bye Um, and then all of a sudden, Fraser's there, uh, with Porter, Bill Porter, he's like, whatever you're thinking, it's not going to work. And, uh, Porter, you know, at gunpoint, drives off, and he's like, whatever. Then we cut to, um, Fraser and Fraser Sr. having a nice little moment in a diner, apparently, as... They're having some, as Fraser's eating, um, it's their first Christmas together in 20 years. Um, and his dad's like, it's the first Christmas in 20 years and I'm not really here. He's like, aren't you? It's like, I don't know any more about this than you do. Yeah. You know, confessing, uh, am I a ghost? Am I a figment of your imagination? Whatever. What, what's going on? Um, reminded me a lot of the conversation in at the end of Harry Potter when he's in the little temporal world with Dumbledore and stuff. And I was like, okay, interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, But then, like Amy said earlier, this is where Fraser finally figures it out, but his dad doesn't know what's going on.
1: (laughs) This scene also has one of the weirdest advertisements I've ever seen for milk in the background, (laughs) where the phrase says, the faster life gets, the more sense milk makes. And I couldn't make sense of that at all. Like, why I'm is sure milk make sense more at sense, the sense at the time. when <laughs> life is fast? At the anyway, same, I was bothered by that you know. more than I should have been. <laughs> this was going on. Made like, sense at the time in Canada.
0: Made sense at the time in Canada, right? It's a Canadian thing. <laughs> right? Just say that. It's a Canadian thing.
1: Canadian. Yeah, sure.
0: Um, So, Bennett goes back to uh, Dell's apartment where Ray is watching. Um and he decides to go talk to Dell. He's like, Ray, come on. And Ray says something. And then Ray's dad shows up and says something.
3: <laughs> that, and my note here was like, Is, <laughs> that was the, so weird. is the dad things gonna ru- like a running thread now? What's what's going on here? Because uh, I wasn't again, I was uh, not prepared for that. Like I had right. just gotten used to Mm-hmm. Benton's dad being around, and then just Ray's think- dad pops up from the back, says one thing, and it's like, "All right," and just slowly disappears. Yeah,
0: I, I think it was a joke that was too good not to do, but no, it, it, we just get Fraser's dad throughout the rest of the series, just okay. the one. Um. So they go to talk to Dell. Um, Dell tells them, you know, confesses how guilty he felt about just anytime he was asking his dad for anything after getting out of prison because he was afraid he was going to steal stuff to get it. Um, so, you know, we, we've we had, you know, Bill Porter talking about trying to help his son. We've got Del Porter talking about how guilty he felt about possibly making his dad turn back to crime. Um, and then Fraser finally lays it out that he'll tell you where the money is because he's going to make it look like it was destroyed. He's going to kill the Donnellys and then himself. That's what his plan is. And so then we get another little montage, um, of everybody getting ready for whatever's going to happen. It's the 90s, so the see so you got to have the the preparation montage. Got it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Which I'm like, this poor kid. Like, <laughs> that's a that's a lot. <laughs> like. True or not, sounds like a lot to pin on this poor kid. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So we've got Porter doing something in a warehouse kind of place. Um we've got his son getting ready to do whatever he's gonna do. Um we've got Fraser and Ray on the phone trying to figure out what distillery they were talking about. Um and then they find the place that they think it is and it's Luckily, happens to be the right one.
2: In the montage, though, right? Because the, the dad, like, slips the note under the door. Yeah. Right? From... He's reading it, and he like, he, like, moves his tea kettle off the stove so he can uh-huh. write it up. <laughs> it was very dramatic.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it was.
2: It was a whole lot. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay.
0: Leave no trace for anybody else to find and follow. So... uh And I love that Fraser gets dropped off and he's looking around. The door's locked. Like, okay, there's a door up there. I'll just climb up the building and go through that door. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Yeah. So he goes in and confronts Porter and tells him this isn't going to work. Okay? And your son needs you to not die kind of thing. Um, And that's when everybody else shows up. We got the Donnellys coming in. And then we've got Ray coming in. Um... And then, uh, Porter, uh, does his plan. What he had was barrels of gasoline strung up throughout the building and he just drops them on everybody and everybody gets soaked. Um, except Fraser, but yeah. You know. Um, so they're all soaked. He's ready to go ahead and just burn everybody alive and enact his plan. Um, but they convince him not to, um, and then uh, he yells at the Donnellys, "Drop your guns!" Ray's about to drop his. He's like, "Not you, you moron!" <laughs> um, Fraser comes up, puts out the light, and we in in things peacefully. Uh, the we assume the uh, Donnellys get uh, taken away, and then we cut to Dell visiting his dad in jail. Talking through the glass, uh, and is much happier now that his dad's actually alive. Um, Apparently, his dad's gonna get not a terrible sentencing uh, because of what the way he handled things somehow. Uh, Only three to five years, Uh, and then Dell is finally able to give his father the gift that he had from the very beginning. I was I was glad for this payoff. Because it turns out it was a very expensive and very nice pen that apparently was just like one Bill Porter used to write with. And uh, Dell's like, yes, I remember you writing with that all the time. Uh, so we got that nice warm moment. And then we got to Fraser in his apartment. I'm um, trying to talk to his dad and then not getting any response and just goes back to sleep. Uh, and then his dad actually is there and just simply wishes him a Merry Christmas and walks out the door. And that is the end of this episode of Due South. So, um, yeah, what did everybody think? And I realized I didn't ask this at the beginning. Tell me what you thought and if you had any history with this show. I, I assume by most of you, not much. So, um, Stephen, what do you think?
1: I've never seen this show before, uh, as because uh, I didn't watch a lot of foreign TV, but I'm ashamed I hadn't seen this show, because it was great. It was like the perfect blend of drama and comedy, and the ghost dad thing was kind of weird, but because I like the actor playing ghost dad so much, mm-hmm. and I'm a big fan of his like beaver hat or whatever yeah. he had on, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, that I'm just... I was like, "This is great." At one point, I was looking at him, thinking, "Does he have snowflakes like sprinkled on him? Because that would have been pretty great. Like if you had like uh-huh. your ghost dad is has inclement weather whenever he's coming <laughs> to see you, but just on him, <laughs> like that would be pretty cool." But I think it was just the way the light was reflecting off the Beaver fur. But could have been anyway. I loved it. I would watch more of this. Like if I was just sitting around, like. I, this is great. It was well acted. It was well produced. It looked fun. It had a cool story. Mm-hmm. I I really I'm I'm really impressed by the writing. Like it shouldn't surprise me. I heard Paul Haggis. Yeah, and I knew that name, but I couldn't remember from where. I just knew it was like a a pretty big deal. Yeah, and like I mean it's it was it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Like a plus plus would watch
0: again. Nice, Amy. What about you?
2: Um, I. I have no memory of this show existing uh, (laughs) prior to watching it for this. Um, No, this was really good. It was really fun. I don't know that I'm like gung ho to go watch the rest of it, but I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. I wasn't upset about it. (laughs) It was pretty good. Travis. RCMP, let's go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Uh, I remember it being on the air. I, don't ever remember watching it, um, but I know I saw you know promos for it here and there. Um, I had a good time with it. I would watch more of it. Like I'm kind of with Amy. I'm not gonna trip over myself to get to it, but sure if it were on or if I needed uh, something to replace when I finish The Pretender and I'm walking on the treadmill and I just need a show that like I can watch, but I don't want to like Twin Peaks wouldn't work for that because I really want to pay attention to it. And, but right. if I just need something to just to to watch i would watch this it was a lot of fun mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah this was just a one i always remember watching and just always had great feelings for um it's funny yeah the royal canadian Mounts of police when they first were doing the show and i guess that when they did the tv movie we're not crazy about it and we're not helpful too much at all but then after seeing what how it was presented and the way they handled Fraser and everything they got on board and were much more involved in helping out and making sure the costume was right and everything. So, um, they came around just like all the rest of Canada. So, um, but yeah, that was due South. If, if you want to watch it, we watched it on YouTube. That's where you can find it right now because we don't care about it in the U.S. I think it's on like every streaming service in Canada. If you want to watch it and a couple in, uh, the UK, uh, I think they have it all because they loved it a whole bunch. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, did we get any feedback for the show? Does anybody know? I That's a good anywhere. question. I
2: mean, it seems like a thing we probably should have figured out beforehand. But
0: yeah, I got one—just yeah. one comment from a internet buddy on Threads. He was like, "Corey Scott said one of my all-time favorite shows." So nice. Um
1: Yeah, I just checked the email. We got nothing in the inbox. Okay. We did have some spam I uh, <laughs> think as for nice. our order of something, but I yeah. deleted it. So <laughs> uh, you yeah. know.
0: perfect. So <laughs> I mean if you want to let us know what you thought of Do South, hit us up at uh yeah. Those Day Show on the Twitters. The rest of us on any of our socials, by all means. Gmail, those were the days show at gmail.com two dorks discord come on over there feel free to talk about this and all other kinds of you know nerdy stuff um or you know you could let us know what you think about the show we're going to watch next week that steven's bringing to us right you're up next yeah
1: yeah are you ready i'm ready you are you ready for me to tell you what it is because i'm excited uh you said the uk i mean the only foreign land i know of that i can understand (laughs) the words they say Well, it's not true. We're going to go with it, (laughs) is the UK, and we're going to watch a little show from the 1980s called Black Adder, uh, which I am pumped about because I have been told about the show numerous times and basically yelled at by my sister-in-law slash co-host Ashley that it is the greatest show ever, (laughs) uh, and it stars Rowan Atkinson, who I love dearly. Uh, not just for Mister Bean, but from basically anything mm-hmm. he's ever touched. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm pretty dang excited. We're watching season one, episode one of the first Blackadder. So Blackadder one, not Blackadder two or Blackadder three. <laughs> uh, all the way back to the <laughs> early '80s for this one. Uh, and uh, it's on as far it's on Hulu for sure. Uh, okay. You may be able to find it other places, but I, I do know that it is indeed on the Hulu for your viewing pleasure. It should be a lot of fun. Awesome. Time
0: can't wait well yes that'll be mm-hmm. fun. I uh, want to say a thanks to all those who are in the chat with us tonight um, if you want to come hang out we highly encourage you to uh, we record live Mondays 9 p.m. Eastern uh, uh, over at twitch two dorks TV there's no twitch TV slash two Dorks TV I there knew there was you know, a way you're supposed a lot to of TVs say it in there That's yeah funny.
1: yeah I, I tried to get two dorks and it wasn't available and uh, anyway it's
0: there's a so, whole story it's a whole thing um you know but also to those of you that listen to the podcast every week thank you for listening we're glad to have you feel free to write in and let us know what you thought of due south let us know what you think of black adder uh give it a watch throw us your opinions we want to hear from you yeah we do um so until next week in black adder i'm Audie for Stephen, amy and travis this has been those were the days go enjoy some old tv and we'll see you next time Sorry. <laughs>